Hello and welcome to Newsbreak. I'm your host, Nick Steffens. Coming up later in the show, we'll take a look at area basketball games. But first, today's top stories. Flames and smoke poured from the third story of a building on West Main Street Friday morning as emergency responders from Riverside, Ainsworth, Kelowna, and Brighton joined Washington firefighters shortly after 7 a.m. With temperatures around 3 degrees and the sun just rising into view from the square, it was a cold morning and a complicated fire to fight on the building's third story. DeLong said the fire damage was limited to the top floor, but some water and smoke damage permeated to the second level. Combined, he said the forces made for an unstable roof and structural integrity that was not that great, although he said the risk of collapse didn't pose a major threat to those at street level. DeLong said two people, comprising all the building's occupants, were transported from the scene by ambulance to the University of Iowa. A cause for the fire is not yet known, according to DeLong. A special meeting was held in Brighton to discuss the points of fire protection in the area, where participants said the conversations were civil in the last several weeks of ongoing disputes. The inability to reach consensus on terms for a memorandum of understanding or intergovernmental agreement, known as a 28E agreement, led some to storm out of the council chambers, one of them with a crude remark, after over two hours of back and forth. Council members voted to establish a fire advisory board by resolution at their next regular meeting, which would have an appointee from the department in every protected township and the cities of Pleasant Plain and Brighton. It would make recommendations to the city council for fire department policy based on input from the parties involved in at least four public meetings per fiscal year. However, council members Rose Janes and Mary Smith voted against the measure. The main issue involved a clause of the proposed memorandum that would commit city money every year to maintenance of the fire station, where one sticking point involved a routine allocation of $2,000 per year, whether it got used or not. City officials previously understood that amount to be up to $2,000 per year as needed, but firefighter Mark Cobb said that the ask was for a routine allocation of $2,000 per year, whether it got used or not. Council members agreed to approve the memorandum of understanding with language saying municipal puns would pay up to $2,000 a year to the fire department's first station maintenance. The Indian Hills Jazz Fest, a tradition that has been taking place for 30 years, will be held in St. John Auditorium on the Indian Hills Community College at Tumwa Campus on Friday and Saturday, February 24th and 25th. The Weekend of Jazz will feature a high school jazz band competition on Friday from 10.45 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Saturday from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Participating high schools this year include Mount Pleasant. Participating bands will perform and receive instructional comments from some of the finest professional musicians and clinicians from the state of Iowa. The Jazz Fest concert at 7.30 p.m. on Friday night will include performances by the Indian Hills Jazz Band and a dynamic group of professionals guest artists. All events are free and open to the public. For further information, contact David Sharp at david.sharp at indianhills.edu. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll take a look at the weather and sports. Since 1905, Kelowna Cooperative Technology Company has helped our community stay connected with the latest advancements in clear, dependable telecommunications services. KCTC provides rural Iowans with access to high-speed fiber internet, as well as phone, television, computer repair, and cybersecurity solutions. We're also proud supporters of local organizations and area schools within the community. KCTC, keeping Kelowna connected. At the Capper Auto Group, we put our customers' needs first and understand that everyone is as different as the vehicle they select. We offer new Ford, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Jeep, Chrysler, Dodge, and Ram vehicles in a friendly environment that puts you in the driver's seat. When it comes to service, we maintain factory-trained technicians and competitive pricing. The Capper Auto Group still believes that service after the sale provides the best customer experience. Come see the Capper experience for yourself. 
Hospice isn't a place, it's a type of care that focuses on living. Servicing a seven-county area, the Hospice of Washington County staff of nurses, social work, hospice aides, spiritual and grief support, volunteers, music and massage therapists are able to provide free end-of-life care where the patient lives. We write wills, give consent for organ donation, but rarely is there a plan for what we would want the final phase of our lives. At Hospice of Washington County, we encourage our patients to be in charge of their health care decisions while maintaining quality of life. Welcome back to Newsbreak. I'm your host, Nick Steffens. We have your five-day forecast coming up, first obituaries. Bernard Carl of Brighton passed away on February 15th at the age of 82. Arrangements are pending at Gold Funeral Home in Brighton. Maria Mueller Harbor of Coralville passed away on February 13th at the age of 75. A memorial service will be held at, 1, at 11 p.m. February 17th at Prince of Peace Lutheran Church in Coralville. Pearl K. Arnold of Brighton passed away on February 15th at the age of 95. A memorial service will be held at 1 p.m. February 18th at the United Presbyterian Home. Gold Tree Home is in charge of the arrangements. Hattie Lucille Hoover of Fairfield passed away on February 16th at the age of 95. A funeral service will be held at 10.30 a.m. at Benner Funeral Home. Judith Lee Williams of Birmingham passed away on February 15th at the age of 76. A memorial service will be held at 10.30 a.m. February 20th at Cranston Family Funeral Home. Paul Ryan Belil, formerly of Washington, passed away on February 6th at the age of 37. A celebration of life will be held at 2 p.m. March 2nd at the United Presbyterian Home. Jones Indian Funeral Home is in charge of the arrangements. That was obituaries. It is now time for your five-day forecast. Today has been sunny with a high of 27, making up for the terrible weather yesterday. Tomorrow, temperatures will rise up to 44 degrees and it'll be partly cloudy. On Sunday, it'll be a bit warmer and a bit sunnier with a high of 46 in mostly sunny skies. We'll start our work week with partly cloudy skies and a high of 45 on Monday. Finally, on Friday, it'll be 43 degrees with cloudy skies. We're going to take another quick break, and when we come back, we'll take a look at boys basketball. Federation Bank is a locally owned bank providing award-winning customer service. We believe that we are more than just a federation of banks, but a federation of communities, serving Brighton, Richland, Wellman, Washington, Iowa. Federation Bank's highly skilled staff is here to make sure you are able to accomplish your personal and professional goals, whatever they may be. Federation Bank, your family bank. Tammy takes the time and has the personal interest in each one of us. I don't worry about what's going to happen because I know my policy is taken care of. She pulls what I need and puts it together, which is the program I get from her. Every year she calls around September or so and says, there's changes again and I'm going to do the best thing for you. It's been perfect. She does a great job. Family owned and operated by Andy and Sarah Ross. Ross Auto has been your vehicle repair and maintenance headquarters since 1935. We specialize in all makes of cars and light duty trucks. With our variety of available services, let us help you keep rolling and your vehicle operating efficiently. Services include general auto repair, alignments, brakes, fuel injection, and more. Schedule your appointment today at 319-653-5656. That's 319-653-5656.
Welcome back to Newsbreak. I'm your host, Nick Steffens. It is now time for sports. Sports. Brought to you by Fairway. The number four Waco Warriors beat Pekin 55-43. Waco never trailed Pekin at any quarter's end on Tuesday. The Warriors won the first three quarters, 12-9, 14-10, and 19-14 respectfully, heading into the fourth with a 45-33 lead. Both teams ended the fourth quarter with 10 points. New London beat Keokuk 62-51. The big second half propelled New London to a win on Tuesday. The Tigers led just 35-32 after two quarters of action, but they ended strong, outscoring the Chiefs 27-19. Blaze Porter led New London with 24 points and 15 rebounds. Leo Garber ended with 22 points and Rylan Martin totaled 6. That is the news for Southeast Iowa. I've been your host, Nick Steffens. This has been your news break, and I'll see you next time.